And I was like, what is this? And then you start <laughs> looking across and figuring out like, you know, what are all these blocks mean? And it gets you thinking, like it gets you asking yourself. And once you kind of go down that rabbit hole, you're invested. And then you're like, oh, now I see that this is a simple game. I want to play this game. Everyone else is playing this game. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, what are some of the biggest fads that we've seen in our lifetimes? So I'm a 90s baby, so the ones that come to mind are Tamagotchi, Jinko Jeans, and Heelys. I love it. Uh, Jinko Jeans is something I have not thought about in a long time. <laughs> I, I myself am a 1989 baby, so I don't know, maybe a fad then was Guns N' Roses, but that was that bad example because I love Guns N' Roses, so you can scratch that. <laughs> Do you think a lot of 1989 kids call themselves 80s babies just because they're like right on the cusp? I think, I feel like you straddled the line. For sure. I'm like, you know, July, you know, 1989. So it's like, I can go either way, you know? <laughs> Today's show, we're talking about Wordle, a mega hit game that recently sold to the New York Times. Yeah. What's wild about Wordle is it sold for an estimated seven-figure number, and Wordle only started in October 2021. And we're recording this, it's, you know, February 12th, 2022, that's like four months later. Mm -hmm. Wordle had 90 users one month after they started in November. By January, they had 300,000 users, and by February, it had millions of daily active users, and then the New York Times acquired them which is actually showing a hockey stick growth on a chart that you, yep. you know, every venture capitalist ever wants to see. But Jeff, have you ever, can you think of anything that had this, you know, meteoric of a rise and then acquisition? I don't know about acquisition, but the one that comes to mind is um, Flappy Bird. Do you remember how quickly Flappy Bird became popular? It was like overnight. Totally. I feel like I missed it though, because like, it was so fast that I like I saw like the Reddit posts, but I never downloaded it and played it. So I feel like I missed out. Was it iOS only or was it also on Android? Do you remember? Ooh, that could have been the killer because I'm team Android. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been it. Another fad that I've missed out on. Look at me. <laughs> cool. So besides the wild meteoric ride that Wordle is, we can talk about some things that we love about the product. So, you know, my top thing is building marketing into the product. And I think Wordle was absolutely brilliant from a product perspective on, you know, how they're able to build this marketing in. So it had a share filter that was um, super easy to use, but also extremely unique. So you simply tap the share button as you would with any other, you know, I don't even know how they got to this, but it's like two dots with a little triangle on it or a little like two lines on it. I don't know how that's a share button, whatever it is what <laughs> it is now. But once you tap that, it sends a distinct green, yellow, and gray blocks that without even looking at it, you can, you know, see, or sorry, without even reading any text, you can see and know that it's a Wordle. So it just creates this viral effect on Twitter or on your phone or wherever you're sharing it. People's like, oh, that's a Wordle. I know. And I want to know what are these like squares that everyone sees. The other feature that I really love is the, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's the the limiting feature and the limiting play. So you can actually only play Wordle once per day. So I love this because, you know, typically it's like open, open walled garden where you can just keep going and going and going and you just burn yourself out. I think some other apps have like started to realize this and it's, it's definitely not a newer trend where they, they stop you after a certain day. So you can just keep coming back every single day. But it was really interesting that they chose uh, the limiting play. 
And then the, the, the third thing that I love about Wordle is this is the general simplicity of the game mechanics. So I realize I haven't even gotten to what the game is and the premise of it, just talking about the growth and the sharing. <laughs> but essentially what it is, is you are greeted after you type in Wordle. I actually don't even know the link now. I know all I know is that now it redirects to New York Times. But the premise of the game is you have six tries to guess the word of the day. And that word of the day is only five letters long. So when you guess a correct letter that's in the right spot, it marks it as green. But when you guess a correct letter, but it's in the incorrect spot, the square will be yellow. And then all the other gray letters are grayed out until they all turn green and you've guessed the word of the day. And you get this cute little animation that says genius or congrats. Um, <laughs> but that's it. It's super simple. Um, I don't know if it's just a function of the pandemic. Uh, we're still you know, in right now, two years later. Um, but it's just another thing in the pandemic. Uh, Really quick on the business model, it just seems like it was, wasn't was even to grow users and get acquired because that's what happened. It seems like it was just someone's pet project, Jeff, and I'm sure you'll dive into that in the history. Mm -hmm. But from the New York Times perspective, which where I'll take it, is that why would the New York Times acquire Wordle? And so New York Times they set a goal for their shareholders to gain 10 million subscribers by 2025, and they're currently at like 7.6, 7.7. So this is one of the ways for them to start doing that. So you know, Wordle is basically a whole new funnel of customers that they can get to start paying for New York Times, which is interesting because New York Times isn't just a newspaper. It's also a content machine from their newspaper to the wire cutter to cooking and so much more. And what's also fascinating about the New York Times is they also just acquired the journalism website, The Athletic, for over $550 million, which had 1.2 million subscribers, which gives you an idea that the New York Times is potentially willing to pay up to $458 to acquire a new customer. Um, so I, I'd love to see the Wordle acquisition numbers, but I, I doubt it's, you know, 550 million, but I'm sure it's, you know, upwards of like single digit millions of dollars. And that's not bad for a four month game that you just created. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk a little bit about kind of like the simplicity of the game. It was really smart. Those green, gray, and yellow blocks that you're mentioning are already emojis. Um, and that share image is just basically created with a set of emojis. So I think the first time that I saw a Wordle block, I think I saw it on Twitter and somebody that I'd followed on Twitter had posted and it was, you know, this like, I guess like five by three set of blocks, a bunch of colors and it had a number like three out of six. And then, you know, and there was a number, another number that was telling you which Wordle it was so like 205 or something. And I was like, what is this? And then you start <laughs> looking across and figuring out like, you know, what are all these blocks mean? And it gets you thinking, like it gets you asking yourself. And once you kind of go down that rabbit hole, you're invested. And then you're like, oh, now I see that this is a simple game. I want to play this game. Everyone else is playing this game. I kind of compare it to like a Sudoku, but for words, like a word Sudoku. Totally. Um, where there's like some, there's a couple bits of rules and logic on where you're placing these letters. And then you can kind of start guessing wherever and just getting some ideas. I guess the only difference here is that in Sudoku, you have a starting set of numbers because you have to have like, it sets up the boundary conditions. But in Wordle, there's nothing. So it's completely blank slate when you start. Totally. And, and what I love too about Wordle is that there's all these like, you know, comp sci folks and machine learning folks that have actually created the optimal five letter starting word. <laughs> and so, I, you know, they, they've published like some papers and articles and on like Medium or Substack on like, hey, like this is the word or the top three words that you should use. Like you're never going to get it, guess it in once, but it'll give you the highest probability of yeah. uh, eliminating the correct letters. 
I always go with, I haven't read those, but I always go with steel and then I think round are the two, the two that I start with. Because it gives you some pretty good starting letters and um, consonants that most people use. Totally. My like heuristic for this is, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Wheel of Fortune. Did mm-hmm. you ever watch Wheel of Fortune growing up? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the, the last game section of Wheel of Fortune was basically you got some free letters and they were like e-r-s-t-l so like i always try to have like r-s-t-l mm-hmm. in my wordle letters only because like that's what the starting letters were for yeah yeah <laughs> um wheel fortune so i don't know if that's that's just my heuristic i doubt it's like accurate but uh <laughs> that thought it was interesting yeah that that is interesting i've also noticed that different people play the game differently like i will reuse wrong letters sometimes just to find other letters but I know that people that always just try to gun for the like the instant win, right? So um, I shared my wordle one time, and they're like, "How did you get it wrong? Like you had three? Like I don't understand what you did from you know try two to try three because you had three letters in the right place." I'm like, "I'm just trying to get information, not trying to win." And so they're like, "Oh, I was just trying to win." So I was like guessing at other things, you know. So it's just different play styles. I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get the big win, like you know, a top, I guess like guessing the wordle in like two or three tries that's like a big you know a a really good day versus like some people are just trying to be consistent and always guessing it before the um the sixth try or whatever it is so yeah i don't know i guess it depends on how you like to play it's it's really fascinating i would love to like because i feel like that's a whole like psychology slash comp side paper that some like researcher could deep like you know dive deep into yeah it's a risk assessment thing right so totally because like i think my strategy is very similar to, to yours where i'm just um fact finding i'm trying to get get all the correct letters and then fill it in from there right right let's talk about the history of the product surprisingly there's a lot that's gone on in a few short months so um it was created by a guy named josh wardle um, oh my god really which is yeah which is a great that's uh, amazing it's amazing (laughs) how this turned out to be originally it's created for his partner she really liked word games and you know they're stuck in the middle of the pandemic josh wardle is a software engineer um who's created other games before i'll chat about that in a bit but yeah, just like wanted to make a simple word game for them to do every day. And I think there's some crazy number, like a couple hundred thousand different combinations. So this is something that could have, you know, kept them busy for a while. You know, surprisingly, unlike other viral things, it wasn't meant for sharing. Like it wasn't meant for the broader audience. It was originally just meant for Josh and his partner. And he decided to share it with friends and family because they had so much fun playing on their own. Um they loved it. And they, you know, I guess lovingly started calling this Wordle because why not? It's a very punny way of saying, hey, this is Josh's game. So on November 1st of 2021, Josh shared it with the world, became public to to start playing. And then 90 people played, which is pretty good for day one, um, considering nobody's ever heard of this thing. And like, <laughs> yeah. and like Mike mentioned, about two months later, uh, 300,000 people were playing the game. In a New York Times interview of course of course new york times interview <laughs> that's right um he said i think people kind of appreciate that there's this one thing online that's just fun it's not trying to do anything shady with your data or your eyeballs it's just a game that's fun so we talked about on this episode or on the show how often people are trying to like get your eyeball attention and wardle is doing that but it's not doing it for any you know revenue reasons or advertising reasons it's just fun is what josh is saying um, wanted to kind of call out that this isn't Josh's first time creating two, uh, I guess like semi-viral or social experiment type games. He created two games, um, when working for Reddit, one called the button and one called place. 
Uh, the way the button worked was what, that there was this button that counted down. And as it counted down, it was counting down for everybody. When somebody clicked on that button, it reset. Hmm. So it's kind of this like social experiment thing. And then um, depending on when you reset the button, it, it changed colors. And the longer that you waited, you got a different color badge. So basically your goal, you're trying to like be super patient and you're trying to wait for the button to get like almost a zero. Uh, <laughs> so you can click the button and then you would get like a very rare badge. But, you know, it's Reddit. People are impatient and everyone wants to click the button. So people are clicking at it like at 59 seconds, 58 seconds, etc. So you see like it's interesting, like, to again, back to kind of that risk assessment. You get to see how risky people are, how much they want to just get one particular badge around like waiting and going longer down this like 60 second timer. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, the other thing to mention is that you only got one click. So similar to Wordle, um, you know, once you clicked per username, that was it. So you couldn't try again for like a better badge. The other thing he created was called Place. And basically it was done by changing uh, the color of a single pixel from a 16 color palette. And after each pixel was placed, uh, a timer prevented that user from placing any other pixels from a varying time from like 5 or 20 minutes. Um, or sorry, 5 to 20 minutes. So this reminds me of um, that million dollar pixel thing that you mentioned in previous episodes, Mike. Yep. Where uh, advertisers could buy a single pixel or multiple pixels for like a dollar each. Except here, like, you know, it, Josh didn't charge anything for anyone. Between January 1st and January 13th, there's 1.2 million Wordle users uh, that shared the results on Twitter. So again, really great viral event there, both for Wordle and for Twitter. Um, there was a separate game called Wordle with an exclamation point created by a guy named Steven Carvada. Um, and that game saw boosted downloads because people mistakenly were trying to download this game. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. You, it, and yeah, it was downloaded over 200,000 times. So good for you, <laughs> Steven, <laughs> uh, even though you weren't the, the right game. If you haven't played Wordle, the Wordle that we're talking about, it's actually not an app. It's just a website that you can go to. Um, which is also kind of, you know, strange for the times for 2022. It's so um, interesting where he's had like this experience of creating super simple user experiences yeah. and then thinking about like the social implications of mm -hmm. those different user experiments. And it makes me just, it begs the question of like how many other ideas, there's like an infinite amount of ideas that are out there. And I wonder how could we like incentivize people to to do stuff like this? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, if you're a company, do you just hire people? just to have open space to work. And, you know, just speaking from like my expect, and this is a bit of a tangent, but just, mm -hmm. you know, speaking of like my experience at work, it's like always some, sometimes so bogged down with like the tactical executional stuff that I feel like I can't have that open space to just explore and think of new ideas. So for sure, I think it's a super interesting anecdote to get like these really creative ideas that of like forcing that having a forcing function to just have open space similar to Google's like 20% where, you know, you can focus 20% of your time on a side project, for example. But anyways, I, I digress. But just like his creativity just kind of almost inspires me, you know, of like, hey, how, how could we how could we mechanize that within a company or within a culture? Yeah, for sure. That sounds exactly, you know, like like the thing we should be doing. I, I think in this case, like he had done some of this for his previous job and found some trends that worked. And, you know, in this case, just made something for him and his partner, which is, you know, Kind of different. Like I think the the place and the button experiments were meant to, you know, they they were for Reddit, right? They were meant to like galvanize people and get people to do something. But in this case, he started with this not at, intending to share it out with people, and it just ended up doing the opposite, which is <laughs> like being his probably his most successful game. 
Um, so Google created a special doodle, which if you're not familiar, Google does this like, you know, logo thing every day when you go to um, the Google search. Uh, so that when you search for Wordle, the site's logo became an animated game of Wordle to find the word Google. Uh, so spoiler that's alert, so, that's it's the so answer. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, so Twitter took action to block an auto reply bot that replied to any Wordle result post within the next day's word to prevent players from being spoiled, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's there's always somebody that's out there trying to like spoil the fun for people. So um, I... I was sharing Wordle with coworkers. We have like a channel for social stuff for my team. And, you know, I was like sharing mine of the day. And so my coworker was like, hey, I don't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get my word for today. Here's what I've tried so far. And everyone's like, whoa, what are you doing? Spoiler alert. I guess she didn't realize that this was intended to be like, there's one word for everybody. And she thought that everyone got their own <laughs> word. Um, uh, that poor, poor coworker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was just one day. Um, yeah. And as Mike mentioned, on January 31st, 2022, the New York Times acquired Wordle for an undisclosed price for some low seven-figure number. One thing I also want to mention is I have a coworker who was uh, previously at the New York, New York Times, and so we were playing Wordle, and he said something to the tune of, man, I really think that the Times should pick this game up. It's like very in line with you know the crossword puzzle that's very popular and all that stuff. And then like a week later, uh, they, they acquired them. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a good place. So, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Totally. And, and just like in terms of like this, like the I hate using I went to business school and I hate using the word synergy, but I'm going to say it like just the synergy <laughs> between like Wordle and like the New York Times games is like your coworker that used to work at the New York Times. It makes perfect sense, like because the New York Times crossword puzzle and game subscription, which I also subscribe to is gated by daily experiences where there's one regular crossword puzzle and there's one mini crossword puzzle and you can share it with your friends. So it, it seems yeah. like perfect and just built for New York Times. We can also talk quickly about who New York Times, oh, sorry, um, not who the New York Times is for, uh, who Wordle is for. And Wordle, it, it just feels like another game of the pandemic. You know, like I, I couldn't really think of like a specific target customer segment that this is for because like it's anyone from like my mom is playing it to, you know, my wife and I play it together. It's just meant for those who like puzzles and like to compete. And yeah. it's, it's super open and easy and simple. And it's not necessarily built for mobile per se. But let's just look at the mobile gaming industry for a minute. And I just I was curious for myself, like how big this, you know, total addressable market is for mobile gaming. And so globally in 2021, over $90 billion were spent on mobile games that grew four and a half percent year over year and it continues to grow. And so given that there's about 4 billion smartphone users, that's about 23 bucks per person. So mm -hmm. a totally like insane number to me of like who's spending you know $23 on, on mobile games and I'm I'm sure it's not an even you know bell curve distribution I'm sure it's definitely there's power users that are probably spending hundreds of dollars if not thousands of dollars it makes me think of just like if you like gaming so much man just buy an Xbox or a PlayStation and a TV <laughs> and you know and get a dedicated gaming experience but here we are um but I, I thought that was interesting, like another interesting, you know, earlier I mentioned of like the $450 per subscriber that essentially New York Times paid for for The Athletic, you know, $23 per user out of Wordle could be an interesting metric and ballpark for for them to hit. So I know, Jeff, you said it's a low, you know, seven figure number. So the cap here is, you know, $9 million that they sold this for. So kind of just interesting to just ballpark what the acquisition could be. But yeah, that's that's who Wordle's for. Um, one last anecdote that I thought was interesting. There's all these, um, I think it was February 
9th in 2022, where an 80-year-old mother wasn't sharing her Wordle score with her daughter, and her daughter ended up reporting um, this to the police, and they actually found uh, the woman. So it was a kidnapping attempt, which is crazy and insane. But her daughter was worried when she didn't get that you know daily update from her mom about Wordle. Um, yeah. So just an interesting anecdote about that daily gaming and sharing aspect um, actually had big implications to save the Chicago woman. Yeah, I did hear about that story, and it's unfortunate that it happened. I'm glad they found her, and and I'm glad that you know Wordle got to be a part of why this happened. Yeah, I, I this is funny because I um I was pretty busy in this lot the last week and had to miss a couple Wordles and oh, I, your uh, streak R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, I, I lost my streak. Well, the other thing too is that like I um on my iPhone I just I always browse in private mode and so like every time I open Wordle it doesn't save my status anyway so I don't really keep like I just know in my head that I've like done it let's talk about the competitors here so a couple other viral mobile games I guess that I've listed here Um, Candy Crush is one that I think that people are still playing and really excited about we mentioned Flappy Birds which was a really viral game I think in 2014 um, that kind of came out of nowhere like single developer I don't know if that game got really acquired by anybody. Plants vs. Zombies. Like, pretty much a lot of mobile games kind of fall in this category. Um, are there any other competitors that you can think about, Mike, that kind of fit a similar mold? Outside of the New York Times one that we talked about that are kind of like, you know, more word focused. Maybe like Words with Friends. But again, yeah. that's not really like daily limited and it's not really a fad. The only other one that I can think of is, and it feels like the OG viral game was Farmville, which looks like it started in 2009. Mm, Yeah. And that was like this weird Facebook thing where you basically create a farm on Facebook and you just um, like tend it and grow it and you share it with people and do all these things with it. And I don't know. It's uh, I just remember that having just as much buzz, but was super addictive and people would spend like thousands of dollars and just hours (laughs) of time on, on Farmville. And then the only other thing I can think of, like this is like, early this is like mid-2000s like first web browser type of things do you remember like mini games like those flash games yeah yeah there there was nothing ever viral about that but it was just like that website was like awesome because it was web-based and you could just go to it and quickly play a game people were just like randomly sharing their games up there yeah it was great i think the difference here with wordle is that none of them feel as scrappy as wordle you know these like you know, Candy Crush and all these other things, they actually created apps and they had to like publish the app store. And that's like a whole process <laughs> in and of itself, right? And then yeah. even like Farmville was built on the Facebook platform, if I remember correctly. Like that was one of the earlier Facebook games that you're allowed to play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, same thing, right? Like you have to get through some people on the Facebook side to approve this game. Whereas like Wordle, this guy just like made a word game that... You know, honestly, not to um, discredit Josh Wardle, but, uh, you know, maybe like a second year CS student could have made. And then but like, you know, the the part that was great was it was just so simple. Like it was totally um, and nobody did it. So I think that's where he got a lot of applause. Like, you know, you don't have to go for these like really flashy, super polished games that need to publish in the app store to get virality. I guess I'm already talking about my thoughts here. So I'll just like dive (laughs) into what I'm thinking here. I think it's really great what... Um, Josh Wardle has done in the age of COVID and just finding a new hobby and having some joy and simplicity. I think this is super great of an idea. I really enjoyed that the sharing mechanism is, you know, it doesn't really spoil anything, but it does give some information and it uses emojis, which is, you know, very 
Gen Z, <laughs> um, and you know, it, it helped Twitter. You know, I guess like get some virality around it, and p- people were interested in, in what this meant, what this was. Clearly, Josh had some experience in the past building some of these like viral games on Reddit, but n- not to the same extent. Uh, so I, I thought all these things were great. It makes a lot of sense for New York Times to acquire Wordle. You know, I think that when we thought about this, you know, after the fact, we we're like, oh yeah, like I, you know, I should have seen this coming. Um, what I'm not sure about though is the staying power of a game like this because mm-hmm. it is so simple. I think that's the concern that I usually have with some of these like point in time trends or fads is that you know tomorrow somebody can make a Wordle 2.0 that does like something. In fact, there are already a lot of copycats. Like there's like a mathole that my friends have like tried to get me to do. Um, there is <laughs> stop like, trying to make fetch happen. It's yeah, exactly. Happen. There's like a word. There's like a a world geography one there's a swerdle so there's just like a bunch of different copycats that are kind of doing the same thing and as as you can imagine like over time it might get old um the whole point of this thing was that there was some scarcity you did it once a day but now like if you're going back and trying to look at other copycats and playing this 24 7 you're gonna get it burnt out to be honest and yeah so I, i'm curious to see what new york times does, does with this like are they gonna put it behind a paywall are they gonna make it hard to access like that's gonna really drive how my score would be in like, you know, six months, a year or whatever. But for right now, I'm going to give Wordle a pretty high score. I'm going to give it like a 4.3. I think it did everything right. It wasn't looking for users per se. It was just a fun game. You could play it once per day. The sharing mechanism was, the sharing mechanism was really intelligent. It gives you some really light statistics on your trends. Like all that stuff was great. And then, um, you know, done by one person, a labor of love. So I, I thought all those things were fantastic. Totally. And I agree and echo everything that you said. I'm going to rate this much higher than yours. I'm going to say 4.7 out of 5 for me, just because, you know, I agree with you all the points (laughs) that it might not have staying power. But I think to grow something from nothing in October of 2022, October 2021 to uh, January 31st, 2022, three, four months later is just insane to be able to have like a you know multi potentially multi-million dollar exit which is which is crazy for some for some simple code so kudos to josh for being able to do that and i love the game mechanics it it, you know hits on a lot of things like i think the biggest thing that you touched on jeff was like he was really building the product for himself you know he really had this like hey you know like with my partner i want to just have a enjoyable game to play and so he he went out and made that and ended up you know having it be successful but i 100 percent agree with you like the reason why it's like not like a perfect product for me is like what is that staying power and i think mm-hmm. it's it's really a new york times hands now to see if like how they use it and you know do they add it they, i think see a couple different directions that new york times could go they could add it to their existing games platform which is likely the most likely thing that they'll do or have that remain free and kind of be the gateway drug into their gaming platform so a couple ways that they could approach it and you know time will tell where they but yeah 4.7 for me Nice. Cool. Uh, those are our thoughts on Wordle. And, you know, we always love hearing from our audience. So we've definitely had some great uh, folks reach out to us on Twitter. So thanks, everyone, for the, for the comments. But, you know, leave us a review, a rating on iTunes or Spotify or Good Pods, wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. Definitely reach out to us. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProdX Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and you can obviously share your Wordle uh, <laughs> results for the day with us on our Twitter. If you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.